0: Hello and welcome to Have You Got Your Shit Together with me, Caitlin Orion. the podcast that celebrates not having your shit together. On today's episode, we have A. Charles. A. Charles is a rapper, a singer and a songwriter who hails from the New York area. He's known for his passionate lyrics and rhythmic beats. On comparisons to artists such as Childish Gambino. I met A. Charles a few years ago at an open mic night I did in New York called Inspired Word hosted by Mike Geffner and he blew me away. Not only is he super talented but he's also lovely and it was so gorgeous to get to chat to him over Zoom. I can't wait for you to meet him, here's A. Charles.
1: actually typically record in Philadelphia okay. I um yeah there's this engineer I've been working with for probably close to like a decade now oh, wow. um yeah so it's one of those situations I'm trying to teach myself like audio engineering and trying to be more self-sufficient it's so much, it's just it? it's so much and it's something that would take me three hours would take him like 15 minutes Literally. so I'm like until I get to that learning curve um yeah we'll still yeah. have that working relationship plus I don't know they, he like Adds things i wouldn't think about we'll be in the middle of a session and like ideas are flowing and like it's kind of collaborative too so um yeah yeah
0: that's like a whole other Um, side of like being an artist now is like being able to edit your own shit and like reels and everything like that i am overwhelmed i hate it
1: i i hate it so i'm trying to lean into it more
0: you're so good at it
1: you know what okay looks can be deceiving right i took (laughs) I took this year. This I'm like, is the I'm not sure. Instagram shoot. versus
0: reality moment. Exactly.
1: Totally yeah. Instagram versus reality. I'm like, I'm not gonna pay any more videographers just this year. Yeah. I wanna like teach it to myself so that I can understand the intricacies and like do something if I need to do, but it is not a muscle that I have. Mm. Like I don't enjoy video production. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, I'm trying to teach myself a new skill every year. Okay. So it's like, you know, new a decade from now, I'll just moment. be this. Exactly. I'll just be this renaissance man that's like, oh, yes, of course. Let me uh, handle this photo shoot while I'm just wow. you know, editing the audio. And so yeah. we'll we'll see if I have patience for that.
0: Oh, my God. Amazing. Well, this is kind of wild to be doing this over Zoom when we have actually met each other in person in New York. But I'm very glad that you've joined us here. Thank you for having me. On a scale of shit to together, how are you feeling today?
1: Mm, um. So on that scale, I'm assuming shit is probably a zero. And together is, is maybe a 10 if we're on a scale yeah. of one to th- um so I'd say like I'd say seven I'd say a firm seven That's yeah not
0: good yeah why is that why are you feeling it at a seven
1: you know what I feel really full I actually just spent the past week in Hawaii so that was just like Stunning. a really good it was so relaxing and it just was so recharging and I very rarely shut off so mm. it was nice to do that for an entire week so that brought me very close to together. Yeah. But then you come back to reality and it's like, okay, there's so much I have to do. Oh like vacation's gosh. over. So that knocked me down a couple pegs. Mm. And I would never say this, but for like a split second, you're always like, man, did I stay like a day or two too long? Should I have come back <gasps> yeah, earlier? Yeah. Um, so that's what the that's what the seven is for. So it's just like in a relaxation lot to mode catch up on. Yes. Yeah.
0: Exactly. How was Hawaii? Had you been before?
1: So I'd never been. And I went with my fiance. Um, um It was funny because we planned this before i proposed so we're going to hawaii and everyone's like oh is this your like honeymoon like no we're not even married yet it's not a honeymoon we're just going to hawaii yeah and um we had mixed feelings So i don't know if you heard but they had like a a terrible wildfire that took out like one of the islands out there in maui so we were like should we go there we don't want to be the kind of people that are taking space at a hotel where they're trying to Actually, have people that are displaced and everything like that. Um, But I actually have a friend that lives in Hawaii, and he was like, "No, you don't understand. Like, you're staying on an island that's so far removed from what happened. Plus, a lot of the places that were there, a lot of the money that they were earning during this time, they're like putting it to relief efforts. So they actually Mm -hmm. are encouraging tourism. So we felt better about it in that sense. And felt like I was in a screensaver for a week. Like it's it's so it doesn't even make sense how beautiful it it is. It's unreal." there was one breakfast we just looked out and we were like what is what is going on like the weather's been like this for the past three or four days oh Um, God. have you ever seen the movie uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall with Jason Segel yes yeah so we stayed at the resort that they shot that movie at no so way. it was yes it was incredible like some of the some of the older staff members were like oh Jason was so great he gave each of us like a $300 check at the end of shooting because of everything oh we had to deal with so I was like okay I like when yeah. people look up to like live up to their you know so so it was it was cool but yeah it was a great show
0: oh my god that's so amazing okay so on that then what does having your shit together mean to you
1: Ooh, um having my shit together this is like one of those situations where you you use the definition in the response <laughs> <I> mean, like <laughs> yeah, but it means yeah, having your
0: shit together yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah right but I feel like it's not worrying about the small shit you know yeah, yeah. like there's I don't know there's certain things that should consume your thoughts Like if you have a a relative that is terminally ill or if you have this decision that you have to make and it could change the trajectory of your career, like that is something that you should really pay a lot of attention to. But for instance, me talking about like my to-do list that I have to catch up on or emails overflowing or like worrying about how much traffic is going to be somewhere you're going, like all that little shit that just builds anxiety. um, I feel like if you can remove that from your life, those are usually the people who I feel are the most well-adjusted and, like, have their shit together, if yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah.
0: yeah, like, on top of things. I mean, exactly.
1: God. It's one or the other, right? It's either mm. very on top of things or just not sweating anything. Or,
0: like, chill. Chill as hell.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly, exactly. Mm. Um, yeah, that would be, I don't know, for me, that's having your shit together.
0: Where do you feel like you're at in your life in terms of that at the moment?
1: Um, like this could be a cop-out answer as well, but I feel like right now, is the most I've ever had my shit together. <gasps> I think so. And it's it's not just because I stayed at like the lavish resort where they shot for getting Sarah Marshall. Like that has nothing, <laughs> that has nothing to do with it at all. It's just I don't want for things as much as I used to. Like there's still a lot I want to accomplish, and I still feel like there's a lot I haven't done. Yeah. And I still am very goal-oriented. Yeah. But I don't want for like a lot of materialistic things mm-hmm. or certain types of relationships or friendships or whatever the case may be. Like yeah. I feel very grounded so That's um in my 34th year I think like I Made kind it. of <laughs> have my shit together <laughs> wow. yeah
0: wow okay so to do a little backstory moment
1: okay um, so
0: we met like two years ago in New York a year ago yes a year yeah ago. yeah
1: um, at uh at Parkside yeah
0: yeah yeah so it was an open mic that we were yep. both at and I remember just thinking that you were amazing. And then I went back to that same one a few months ago for my birthday, mm. actually, and you were there again. And I thought you were amazing again. Um, oh, so gosh. I just knew that I really wanted to get you on this podcast because I think you're sick. Um, so when when did you move to New York? You're from Philadelphia, right?
1: So I'm actually from New Jersey, like the short town of New Jersey. Okay, okay. Um, and really quickly, I can't let you wax poetically without saying that <laughs> the feeling is mutual. And <laughs> it's so funny that I like, primarily know you for your poetry mm. when you're also involved in this hit show that i've yet to see oh my- so i remember like i think the first time we met i put you on my story yeah. and i was like oh man like met this really dope poet like can't wait till you're back in the u.s and people are like you know caitlin O'Reilly? Right? like this is crazy <laughs> and i was like and then i did some digging. i was like oh it's, like a, it's a big deal so oh it's um i don't know it's cool it's cool to like Stop know a side <laughs> of you that maybe i don't know that you don't like shine too much light yeah. on all the time yeah. um but also like equally as dope so oh, feeling neutral. um you are welcome but yeah, yeah uh where I'm from so yeah I was born in Brooklyn and then when I turned a year old my mom just really wanted to move to the suburbs she didn't want to raise a family in the city so there's like this shore area in New Jersey call the jersey shore like a ton of beaches and everything okay. It's a very like I've heard of the TV quiet area yes okay so yes to put it in context i probably lived a good 15 20 minutes from like where all the shenanigans of the jersey shore were going Amazing. on okay. back in the day um and yeah that's where i grew up and
0: then when did you start pursuing music
1: Ooh, that's a it's a very loaded question right because it it's like question. uh it's always the like when did you start pursuing something versus when did you start taking it seriously okay. kind of yeah um So I always knew I wanted to do music since I was five. Wow. I come from a very academic family where music and the pursuit of arts isn't necessarily um, encouraged or championed. So it wasn't until I was maybe like 27, 28 years old. wow. um, I just had a conversation with my parents. I was like, listen, I'm going to move closer to the city. I'm going to start taking a more active role in trying to make this thing, you know, real. Yeah. and even if that never happens or never happens the way i want it to happen in my mind i'm like i can't forgive myself if i don't do yeah, this thing yeah. um so it's only been for about the past like five six no years way. um and out of that five or six years it's probably only been like two or three years that i've actually like right. you know pursued it at the clip that i should have so yeah. a late start but that's kind of uh yeah that's how so it what were you
0: doing in the interim just oh, so much I'm nonsense I'm literally just using so podcasts as a way to get to know you better
1: nonsense you know what exactly yeah That you won't even like ask the normal questions I know, we'll just I'm have like, <laughs> more, yeah, <me>. just. <laughs> right, Jen, free form free form interview um I was honestly just a lot of pussy footing and a lot of uh-huh. stuff that I was doing because I felt like it's what people wanted me to do yeah, yeah. so um I've always loved basketball I've always loved music so I like play basketball throughout grade school and middle school and high school um, I don't know the terms you guys have, like secondary school or whatever the case may be, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah from like five to seventeen doing the athletic stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to high school around the age of thirteen, fourteen years old, like I joined show choir. I joined a jazz choir, like nice. I was doing these kind of things. Yeah. Went away to college. I um I did some musical theater and like I did a couple of plays. So I always kind of dipped my toe. Doubled. Yes, up. I always I always <laughs> dabbled a little bit, but I never did it to the extent I should have. And I remember I was mm-hmm. 21 and um, I like brought my friends into a room. I was like, hey guys, I know you all know me as like a singer, but I'm actually thinking about like maybe trying to rap. So just let me know what you think about this. And it's something I'd been practicing and rehearsing all summer. Uh-huh. And I'd written three songs at that point. And one of them was, was truly trash, like horrible, <laughs> it was just garbage. Like I did not go three for three. But the other two objectively were really good, especially on the curve of like my first batch of songs. Um, So then naturally I just then didn't pursue it for like another decade. Yeah. yeah. Uh, And then um, I, I took like, I, I thought I wanted to be a dentist. So I went to this like med prep program and then I was like, Oh, I want to be a lawyer. So I took the LSAT, which is like the test you have to take in the States to be a lawyer. And I was just, Doing things to appease other people, knowing oh, yeah, all yeah. along, I was like, none of this would make me happy. Wow. So a lot of wasted time. That's wild. I've, I've lived some life, but a lot of wasted yeah, time. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That is wild. Um, yeah. Okay. Before the podcast, we asked you to think of an object that makes you feel like you've got your shit together. You and did. Why? What is that?
1: Okay. So Ooh. this is um this is going to seem very type A. Okay. I'm <laughs> not I'm not this psychotic, but this right here. And so, if you can see it, there we go. A little wow, close okay, shot yeah, there. Yeah. So that is a 100 day goal tracker. Okay, right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down a little bit. Like (laughs) gonna break down why this makes sense. Okay, so I feel like I've always struggled with consistency. So from the outside looking in, people are like, "Oh no!" Like Charles is such a hard worker, and Mm. you know I can tell that he really grinds and everything. But whenever I was upset with maybe where I was at a certain point in my life, whether it be um, like with my music career or maybe my fitness progress or my diet or like my financial health. I'm like, Oh my God, I've been at this thing for six months. Like I should be so much further along. That's like, okay. But within that past six months, like how many days were you actually working towards that goal? You know what I mean? So the good thing about this is that every day, like I'll have my objective for the day, like I'll have my plan for the day. And before I lay my head at night, If I feel like I hit the certain marks, like did I go to the gym when I said I was going to go to the gym? Did I like actually set time to write when I said I was going to do this or that? Or like, did I not spend money stupidly when I said I wouldn't have? I got a nice little X, a nice little dash. And when I don't, I get a circle. So the reason I feel like I need to see it
0: again. Okay. Wow. So there's two circles. So you're doing quite well.
1: So it's listen, we're only 16 days in, right? But the reason why... (laughs) The reason why I feel like that is a representative representation of me having my shit together is because two bad days out of 16, that like so good. We're on a we're on a good little track there. And then I don't know. I'm just hoping that I'm a very visual person. So yeah. if I see that, it's like, okay, this is actually motivation for maybe me to like continue on and like stay accountable. And if I feel like I'm slipping, I can like see where I yeah, slipped. Yeah. So
0: that's yeah. so good. I want to steal that because I think I'm kind of similar in terms of like having ambition but I will easily get distracted and if I don't hold myself account, I think this is like a self-employment thing right like if right you, if you're in charge of like making your own dreams come true like it's so easy to fall off the wagon with doing it but that makes it look so manageable I really want to do it
1: people who are self-employed and successful by like what any whatever bar yeah. of success is for them I always give them so much credit because it's oh like no God. one is telling you yeah. to do anything like you just have to have that like Self motivation, and you have to just limit all the distractions. Like, I always complain about my nine to five, but I understand why people fall into that trap because it's like, all right, yeah. there's so much structure, and like you have to be here at a certain time, That's and someone's on top of you.
0: That is so good. So, what do you have like a, a list of things every day for you to earn your strike?
1: <laughs> <laughs> to turn my, to earn my stars, my gold yeah. stars. So, it's not necessarily yeah, it's giving, like it's I'm, giving <laughs> primary school, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes. I've actually hired a teacher to come in and give me no, it's um. <laughs> So it's more, I always think about looking at things in the micro and the macro, Mm -hmm. right? Like this is very micro in terms of like, okay, each day we're doing something. But then in the general sense, it's more macro. So for the most part, like the four pillars of this accountability track thing is my (laughs) diet. Like eating clean when I say I'm going to eat clean. Mm -hmm. um, Working out when I say I'm going to work out working on music when I say I'm gonna work on music and like my financial well-being and like Mm. you know like hitting those like investing when I say I'm gonna invest and saving when I say I'm gonna save and just not spending stupidly Mm. so each day looks different because obviously like every day isn't the same but I know when I fall off the wagon you know like one of the um one of the circles I was gonna go perform somewhere it was a showcase and it was very optional but I just the time came and I just didn't want to do it so I just reached out to the person I was like hey do you guys have like enough acts and they're like yeah you're fine like we'll get you the next time and I was like I should have gone like I should have gone there's no reason for me to not have gone that was a circle day
0: it's hard though isn't it because it does take energy to put yourself in a situation where like you've got to perform and I always feel like once Mm -hmm. I've done it I always feel so much better for having done it and I'll have had a really great night and met great people but sometimes it's like you have to drive yourself to do that especially if you've not got like an agent or whatever you know
1: oh my goodness it is so true and especially on the open mic grind like it is um you know you're going into a space Mm. where you don't know what you're gonna get you don't know what kind of acts are gonna be there you don't know if people are even gonna be receptive to what it is that you do you know so sometimes you get the sense where it's like you know what I'll just wait till I have my own show and like I know people are there for me (laughs) and like I know they're there to see me and I don't have to worry about that but when you're on the grind you can't have like those airs about you you know what I mean Um, And also, anytime I haven't wanted to go perform and I've gone, I'm always happy afterwards. It's always better.
0: It's always
1: always the case. Do you do a lot of, like, performing at home or is that something that you only do when you're I
0: only do it in New York
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in <laughs> um,
0: yeah like so I started doing spoken word a year ago at the beginning of last year and basically I, I was just like writing these things at home on my own and then I was like I want to kind of challenge myself and what I did was in January like each week I'd just find a different open mic to go to right. But it was similar, like, you know, I'd go to, like, I think it was my second open mic that I went to and everyone was playing an instrument and it was, like, a music Mm. open mic. And then I was like, oh, my God, I've completely misread this. And then I got up in this, like, really rowdy pub and did, like, my little poems. (laughs) And it was, like, terrifying. Yeah, they did. It was terrifying. But I had, like, a great time. But, yeah, I always find when, when I'm in a bit of a bad place, I was thinking about it this week, actually, like if I'm in a bit of a bad place or if I haven't been gigging for a while, it, I know right. it's something that I have to kind of reconnect with because mm. just creatively it's something that I can feel like I've achieved so quickly. Just going okay. to an open mic and just doing a doing a poem, you know?
1: It's like an instant mood booster. And That's I'm weird. not, like, I'm not going to flip the interview. I promise you this. But, <laughs> I mean, you're an actor, so I know that you perform a ton. I know you performed yeah. in front of others often. But is it different when you're performing, like, your own work, right? Oh, it percent. has to be.
0: I think, yeah, so, like at drama school obviously you're, you're doing scripts and stuff and you're used to performing mm-hmm. as like someone else um, but I actually left drama school with quite low confidence um, mm-hmm. just because it was quite a brutal process but okay. what I f- have found really healing is like writing my own stuff and like getting up in front of people and doing it and obviously like at first it was fucking terrifying because you don't know whether people are going to connect or right, right. find your joke funny or anything like that but yeah. once it started to get better, I've, I've found it, like, really healing in terms of, like, my acting as well now. Because mm. it's just, you have to be so vulnerable in front of people. So it yeah. helps. And I, I guess it's, like, the most naked form, other than being, like, a stand-up comic, which I just absolutely fills me with fucking dread. I That's do not the know hardest how people art form in Literally, the world. Literally, respect to anyone who, who can do that. Um But other than that, it's, like, a very naked thing to just stand up and, like, mm. it's just you and your words, isn't it? Right. So it's been a really good thing for me as an actor as well, I think.
1: Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, nobody wants to hear the same joke twice. Stand-up oh, comedy is the god. hardest thing Horrendous. to do. it has the shortest shelf life. Like, if I have a song that's a hit, I could perform that until I'm 80. And Literally. everyone's like, we want the hit! We want the hit! Stand-up that comedy, so it's true. like we heard that your last special. It. Oh my god. That
0: is so true. It's so oh. black and white. You're either funny or you're not. And obviously <laughs> right. there's like a grey area in there, but like if you're bad, you're yeah. bad. And yeah. you're gonna die and it's awful. No, absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. That is like my idea of hell. It's like... Oh. time in your life where you felt like you really had your shit together?
1: Oh, a time in my life where I really felt like I had my shit together. Did I answer that yet? What did I say now, right?
0: You kind of did, but we can go back to it. This is the official question of it. The official question, okay.
1: So, yes, right now. It's what I feel (laughs) that I have my shit most together. Um, Can't stop going on about it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so happy. Life is so great. Um, Yeah, but no, like, there's obviously things in my life that I want to be better. But I remember being younger and just Mm. always feeling like, I don't want to say less than, but just always, like, constant comparison right like in school like oh maybe this person is getting better grades or like they're having more success in this arena or um I'm sure you can feel this way as being like an artist sometimes like I always want people to win and I don't think anyone's success has anything to do with my success but sometimes you see other people's success, yeah. and it's like, all right, like I'm happy for <laughs> them, but I do feel I like I'm gonna... in yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. but what's going on over here at the moment? Yeah. Um. And then also, there have been times in my life where I've just been like flat broke, you know, mm-hmm. and just like not knowing how certain things were going to pan out. Um. And then from a relationship standpoint, like I remember when I first moved close to the city, right? Yeah. Um. I feel like everybody has this idea when you're an artist, and you move closer to a city, you're like, oh, I'm just going to live in this like artist commune <laughs> and it's going to be beautiful and it's going to be Bohemia. There's going to be yeah, like yeah, yeah. flash mobs and people dancing in the street <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. And then the first open mic I went to, like I didn't speak to anyone for three hours and I was just mm. like on my own and I couldn't even perform because so I didn't even know how like the list worked. And it was just terrible. It was miserable. Mm. And um, I'm just like really happy with a lot of the relationships I have and I want more. But, uh, yeah, I mean, things will get more together, but this is the most I've had it together in my life, which is kind of cool.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. 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 I think that's kind of what we're all aiming for, is that feeling like you've got good connections with people. And I think especially when you're doing open mics and stuff, what I found is just by going, and because everyone's in that space being vulnerable, people kind of want to lift each other up because it's kind of like a mutually beneficial relationship, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's why I keep telling people. I'm like, I understand... Bearing your soul and bearing your work is one of the hardest things to do. And I think they always say like public speaking is one of the scariest things for most people. So Mm -hmm. that's even coupled on top of sharing your own personal work but you're walking into environments that couldn't be more supportive. Literally,
0: people are just there to hold you. It's so beautiful.
1: Yes, it's yeah. so true. And I mean, you know, obviously open mics are all, you know, creative spaces are made equal. But mm-hmm. if you are worried about going somewhere to share art, that's like the first place you should go.
0: Yeah, Yeah. It's like my favorite thing to do now. So I think when I came to New York the last time, I, mm-hmm. I was kind of in my open mic phase and I was like oh okay. I, I think I'll just try it and it was kind of terrifying yeah. but it was such a beautiful way to like access a city and like meet people from the city yes. and like see the art that that city is producing and like talk to right. people afterwards because again like people are really open and interested and it's now become a thing that I do no matter what city I go to in whatever country mm. because it's just such a good way to like meet new people and connect
1: Make yeah that was something we uh we always mention like taking open mic road trips we haven't done it but just like yeah we'll just like hit yeah. hotels and just kind of like go down you know a coast one weekend and just like kind of do all this type of stuff and make different connections and I've done it in spot cities here and there mm-hmm. but it would be fun if like all right the next like five yeah. days this is all I'm gonna do that would be that would be dope it's yeah. cool that you do that
0: that's so sick yeah. okay can you talk about a time in your life where you really didn't have your shit together?
1: Yeah. Mm. the the summer of 2019 wow it's specific summer of 2019 (laughs) was a bad summer i did not have my shit together Mm. in any capacity like everything i just said right (laughs) now (laughs) think about the exact opposite it was the antithesis of (laughs) all of that what i was 29 at the time Mm -hmm. and the year prior or the fall prior i had broken up with somebody Mm. and I never really took the time to cope yeah. and like actually acknowledge the loss. And she didn't pass away. Right. But it's just yeah. one of those situations it is, where it's
0: a grieving, isn't it? It's a process. that you Yes. Through.
1: Yes. It's like you go from speaking to someone every single day and they're this like big part of your life yeah. and they're a part of your future. And then out of nowhere, it's just cut off and it's, it's done.
0: Wild and the only yes. other person i've said this a few times but because it, it is like grief but when someone dies you know you've got a community around you that you can kind of call on and everyone's kind of going through yeah. the same thing but in a relationship like the only other person who's going through it you can't really right. speak to like it's such a solo grief
1: such a solo grief exactly <laughs> yeah. like you want to call the person yeah. but it's like okay you're actually the last person i need to be speaking to and i think in my situation the thing that made it 10 times worse mm. is that no one really did anything terrible right it wasn't a situation where someone cheated or someone lied or there was Mm. this like grand betrayal it was just something had run its course and then it was over and people were hurt Mm. um but yeah back to that time I was just being so so self-destructive like there's this term in New York that people say they'll be like oh yeah I'm outside I'm outside I'm outside and it just means like your social dealings are really heightened so you're dating a lot more like you're going out a lot more you're clubbing oh, a lot okay. more like there's a lot more late night so whenever somebody's like oh i'm outside i'm outside it's like okay i know what this they're person's out. doing they're out like i know the kind of i know the kind of night that they're trying to have yeah, yeah, yeah. um so when you amplify that <laughs> over like a summer it's wow. just not good things oh were yes it was bad it was mm-hmm. very bad
0: mm-hmm. what do you think like calmed you down or like got you through that time
1: Oh, so I think I had a reality check, not to be too dramatic, but it was almost like a near, a quasi near death experience. Right. I'll try to tell this story as quickly as I can. But I was dating someone that I should not have been dating. Okay. And I am not the biggest drug user in the world. Like that's mm. never really been my bag. Um, but this person kind of pushed me past my limits. And, and it wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't edible. It's just my yeah, body yeah. just did not Listen,
0: You can it. trip off that shit. <laughs>
1: right exactly my body just responded to it very poorly and um i remember just like fast forwarding 12 hours and it's midnight and i'm on like a stretcher in an emergency room somewhere and like i was having these like brownouts and blackouts and like getting picked up off the street by cops like it was very 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 bad right and i realized i was in a situation where i was with somebody who didn't care for me and they saw the situation going bad and they didn't really care to do anything about it. And I was like, you know what? I actually can't be mad about this person because I knew the kind of person I was dealing with. And I should have never even put myself in this position. Yeah. So that was the kind of time that like made me reel it in a little bit. It's like, all right, yeah, come yeah. back to center. Oh my it's like God. ground ourselves a little bit. Inside, Let's, um... inside, inside. <laughs> inside, inside, everybody inside. Yes, 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 yes. It was an outside summer. It was a very oh inside fall. God. It was very inside fall. Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: Wow. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I, was yeah I, I can imagine that that would have been a bit of a wake up call, though.
1: Definitely. And I'm kind of glad it happened because yeah, if it didn't, yeah. I just would have just kept on that yeah. like track until maybe something worse happened, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And I think as well, when you realize that you kind of have the agency to make better decisions as well. Like,
1: yes. Yeah. yeah like, I'm not 16 or 17. Like, my parents are like, all right, listen, you've been Aww. off the rails for a week. It's like, okay, as long as I can keep showing up to work. And, like, God. make rent and okay. handle my responsibilities. It's just, this is ongoing. So that was a rough, that was a rough time. That was a rough summer. Wow,
0: well, thank you for sharing that. Okay, three things that make you feel like shit.
1: Okay, the first one's also kind of literal. Okay. Um, And not to be too disgusting, but, like, whole milk. <laughs> like, whole, <laughs> milk. <laughs> whole milk. Whole milk. Whole milk makes me feel like shit. It just does not agree with my stomach. Wow. And I'm not... I'm not fully totally lactose intolerant. Like, I can have uh-huh. ice cream. I can have, like, mac and cheese and yeah, the whole nine. But You can flow with it, but you can't. Yeah, I can, I can totally <laughs> flow with it. But, yeah, whole milk will just destroy me. And it's to the point where it's, like, um, every now and then I'll go and visit my parents, like, a couple times a year. And I'll be like, you know what? I have nothing to do tomorrow. I still love the taste of whole milk. I never have cereal. <laughs> I'm like, I had a clear morning. Like, am going to self-sabotage. Wow! Like we're just gonna go for it because yeah. I need this taste. Um, but yes, no my my whole milk dairy intake has probably gone down like a thousand percent. Oh um, since God. I was younger, so that makes me feel like shit. Yeah,
0: truly, yeah. understandably. Yeah. yeah,
1: really, truly. Um, what else is there? Okay, so we got whole milk. People who were rude to wait staff, Yeah. Like seeing that from afar, I'm just like, what are we? What are we doing? Horrible. Like, this isn't cool. Yeah, it's punching um, down. Punching down. And not even, I don't even want to say punching down, because it's like, you know, like, who's up? who Like, who's to yeah, say? Yeah. But um, yeah, I remember, once again, that year, 2019, not a good year. <laughs> I was dating some girl who was rude to a waiter. And Red it was flag? for the most insignificant thing. Like, she asked for, let's just say, water with no ice. And they brought her water with ice and just... Went off on this woman, and I was like, "Are you? Yes. What is? What is going on here?" Um And she ended up being one of the worst people I've ever met. So it's like it, it, it is tracks,
0: isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's it, like it tracks eventually. Song. But yeah, that definitely makes me feel like shit. Yeah. And then you know what? Something that really makes me feel like shit is forgetting the words or forgetting the lyrics to a song that I have performed yes. a million times. Oh my! God. Like. I, I don't even understand where it's coming from. That
0: is, it's like drawing on stage is like painful as hell, And it doesn't matter how supportive people are. Like it just, it's like mortifying.
1: Yes. And you know what? It's a trickle down effect, right? Because the second yeah. I forget a word and even if I play it off, I know I forgot that word. Yeah, so yeah, now yeah. the entire performance, I'm not even performing. I'm like, you better not let this happen again. Like yeah. it doesn't happen often, mm. right? Like I will pride myself in the fact, like I'm pretty polished. I like rehearse often. But I have a terrible memory. So I rehearse my songs every month. So okay. <laughs> there was a time where um to this point I probably released like 50 songs. Mm-hmm. So there was a period where I would rehearse all 50 songs every month. And oh I was like, I was like, a okay, buddy, nope. <laughs> Yeah, exactly I'm like you know what you're not getting booked for a three-hour set at Coachella you're not so... Bruce
0: Springsteen babe not yet
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly so we could tail this back like you're not doing oh a reunion tour where you need to have all the numbers <laughs> down so yeah now I've tailed that number down to like 10 or 15 or if I have like a 30-minute set or something yeah, yeah. I'll like really go down on it but oh just forgetting the words yeah
0: I have it as well that like, I don't know if you get this, but when you're performing, it's like in flow, right? And you're not even, you're just in the moment and it's just like flowing out of you. Right. But sometimes if I'm like super nervous or like tired, I'll have like an out of body moment where like, I'm commenting on, this is the bit that you struggled with last time. Oh my gosh, yes. And then you're like, fuck. And then it's approaching you and it's approaching you and then it happens and you're like, this was a self-fulfilling prophecy. I don't know how we've got here. Do you know what I mean?
1: It was a couple years ago. I had to stop doing that because I had a weekend where I had three dates, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I was doing a song, each one of those dates. Oh and God, I'm God. not going to say I forgot the words yeah. like each time I did it, but it happened once. And then through the performances, that same part of the strong, it wasn't as strong because I had yeah, that mental baby, block. And I was like, it. we got to figure something out. It's crazy. I was like, I was a month from just going to therapy just for that specific look. <laughs> like, I got to sit down the with lyrics. someone. <laughs> yeah, we got to figure out this mental block. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, no, it's... uh. Like, we have to be kinder to ourselves as musicians on stage and as artists, but it's it's actually funny. I have a buddy of mine. Um, he won't mind me saying this. His name's Andre. He, like, prides uh, himself in this. But he will, not routinely, because he's a great performer, but he'll, like, forget the words and not have a care in the world about it. He'll be like, you know who else forgets the words often? Adele. He's like, how do you think Adele's doing? I think she's doing pretty well. And I'm just like, what yeah, are you, you talking, you know? you got to be kind uh, to
0: yourself. Treat yourself like Adele would treat yourself, you know?
1: Treat yourself like Adele would treat yourself. And, you know, I don't know. I come from a background of like, no, you have to be professional and like professionalism all the time. Type A, super type A. And he always tells me, he's like, think about it. He goes, if somebody forgets the word during a set, can you still tell whether or not that person was talented or whether or not that song was good or whether or not there's like merit in their performance? I'm like, yes. So that's always his standpoint. He's like, my talent will shine through. I
0: like that. To be fair, mm-hmm. I remember when I saw you in July and didn't, like, the music stopped working like halfway through. Yes, And it yes, was yes, sick yes. and everyone was just like vibing and it was like, it was great. It was like a little acrobatic right. moment.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. See, and it makes it special. Cool.
0: Sometimes when things go wrong, it makes it kind of cooler.
1: Technical difficulties are always cool. I think my thing is, right, like, I didn't get mad at the sound guy afterwards. I wasn't like, yeah, oh, my yeah, God, yeah, yeah. how could you do this? I think I'm too hard on myself. So whenever the mistake is on my end, then I just treat myself like the unwanted stepchild, and I'm like, "What is going on?"
0: Yeah, you need to treat yourself like the sound engineer.
1: Exactly, I saw. I see the. I saw the smirk. I saw the smirk, (laughs) Aunt. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are grace.
0: Hey, Aunt. Hey. You do a great job in editing this podcast, might I say? If people like the podcast, what do they need to do? Like it. What else? Follow it on social media. And then what? They could share it with every single person they know. Thanks, Aunt. You can go back
1: to your corner now. Bye.
0: Okay, three things that make you feel like the shit.
1: Um, the shit. Three things that make me feel like the shit. Um, writing music... Yeah? ...makes me feel like the shit, but not just writing a song. So a lot of times people will ask me about the song-making progress. It's like uh, the process. It's always like, uh, do the lyrics come first or... Um, you know, do you hear the music first? Yeah, and yeah. a lot of the times it's very scientific, right? Like I might have lyrics in my notes app for mm. a couple of weeks or a couple of months on end. And then I will strategically find a piece of instrumentation that like goes with it. Yeah. And I like Frankenstein this song. Mm-hmm. And a lot of good stuff has come from that, but it just feels very formulaic. Like manufactured. Like, exactly. Yeah. The times I feel like the shit is when none of that is available. I just hear something. I Instantly have an emotion to it. And it's like within 20, 30 minutes, it's just like this thing comes out of it. And you're literally creating something out of nothing, right? Like you are just, there's this thing and it wasn't there before. And now it's here. Mm. And you love it. I remember Michael Jackson told a story. Like him and Prince always had a beef. Maybe Quincy Jones told a story, but they had this beef that a lot of people didn't know about. But um, there's like rumors that Prince tried to run Michael Jackson over with his car one time. Like it gets it gets very deep. Like a lot of stuff happened. <laughs> but um, they were in the studio one time and they were working on this song. And I guess it was getting late. So Quincy was like, "Listen, Michael, it's not going to happen tonight. We have the bones for a really good song. We'll get back to it tomorrow." And Michael was like, "If we don't finish the song tonight, God will give the song the Prince." And it's just like, no, I kind of no. believe in that yeah, divine yeah. intervention sometimes of like, wherever it comes from, sometimes it's just an energy and this thing falls in your yeah. lap. And it's like, okay, we need to look at this right now because we don't know if it's going to escape us. Like That's, that's
0: reminding me of a conversation that I had with a friend who told me that, so genius, like, mm-hmm. I am absolutely going to butcher this and get it all wrong. But essentially, <laughs> I think yeah. it maybe came from the Greeks. and it was like our genius (laughs) and it was like you weren't a genius you had a genius that was like this thing that came to you in a moment and it would like help you create Mm -hmm. this amazing like work of art but then once it was done with you it would like hop off to someone else and it was kind of like whether you were open to this thing or not so for example this song coming to michael jackson was like his little genius meeting him. I love that. Yeah, how good is that? So it's like, it makes it better as well. Oh, yeah. And it's just actually looked it up. It's Roman religion. I don't believe half of this. Yeah, I, I just make up facts. I the, the bare bones are there, but the actual Okay. The last one was, uh, apples have more caffeine than coffee. <laughs> Which was wrong. I got that wrong. Apples oh, wait, do okay, not have caffeine. You said
1: apples have more caffeine than coffee. It's just something you threw the, out with. The same day.
0: amount. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was wrong. But this is right. So it's a Roman thing <laughs> and it's the genius Um, And it's this thing that comes down to someone, like a guardian angel, it says. Um, And it will, like, visit someone. Because sometimes, right, and I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but sometimes I'll write something and I'll be like, I don't know where the fuck that came from. And, like, Mm. that's cool that that just came out of me. But, like, I can't remember deciding to write it. Do you know what I mean?
1: And that's the thing. Like, maybe that's what makes us feel like the shit in those moments. I mean, obviously, we train to a certain amount to be able to receive that gift. But like you said, you were open to it yeah. and like you let it flow through you. And it's just, wow, i think it's that, quite, is, that is dope.
0: It's cute because it's like, it kind of takes the pressure off because if you're mm-hmm. like getting right block or something you're like, oh my God, I'm shit, mm-hmm. I'm shit, I'm shit. It's like, no, the genius just isn't with you at this moment. It's right. with someone else. You've got to share it.
1: Uh- <laughs> that used to be that one of my biggest fears. I was like, you know, what about if one day, like all my wildest dreams come true, like I make it to this position that I really want to be in and then I just lose it. And then it's yeah. just all gone. And like, I lost the sauce. And I feel like a lot of performers and people um, who write deal with that, but it's like, like you said second
0: album you just, syndrome, right?
1: Yeah, second album syndrome. But you just can't like you just can't force it.
0: No.
1: Can't force it. Yeah. Genius. I'm gonna start using that. Yeah. I'm gonna possible. you know what's you know what's gonna happen when I use it like the first 10 times, I'm gonna bring up this conversation. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I was talking to Caitlin, she had this thing about the genius, and then Aunt looked it up, and then it, it comes from like Roman, like and then after the 10th time, I'll then just like adopt it as something that I say. And not that so if oh you ever God. hear me say it again in a further time, I promise you, I just forgot where I originally okay. heard it. It's, okay. It's the crediting no... is
0: here. We have it on record. Exactly. You can always okay. pull this up. Yeah. <laughs> two more things
1: that make you feel like this shit. Uh, two more things, two more things. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't consider myself like a fashionista, but mm-hmm. I do occasionally like to dress well. Like I like You're to think I have a nice now. sense of style. Green, Thank Green you.
0: number, yeah
1: thank you much yeah like the you know little (laughs) monochromatic green thing going on here um but when you put on an article of clothing and it just fits perfectly it's like we don't have to get this tailored or altered like we don't have to do a ton of styling with this this is just the fit and it feels like it was made for my body and I yes I love those moments
0: yeah where do you like hit up shops wise
1: Ugh, you know what? I am pretty boring. Like if I find something that fits well, mm-hmm. then it's like I'm going back here <laughs> again and again and again. Yep. Um. So I really like, like Levi jeans fit me really well. A classic. Yeah, classic. Mm. So I have a ton of Levi's. Um. I guess this is kind of considered like fast fashion, but a lot of Zara stuff fits me well. Yeah. So that's kind of a thing. And then in my other alternate life as uh, like a, a corporate nine to fiver, mm-hmm. um, a lot of J. Crew stuff seems to fit me well. Nice. So those are kind of like the some of the the mainstays.
0: Yeah, it's amazing when you find the look that you're going for. I love it. Uh,
1: <laughs> I'm trying to get I'm trying to get better. I want to at some point be one of those people that like people comment on their sense of fashion. Like right now, I get oh like oh you dress well, and I'm like, well, yeah, I dress well. Mm-hmm. But I want to take it to that next level. Be like, what oh, do you, you know think what? is
0: the next level? Like just. Snazzier shirts
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just really colorful yeah. <laughs> shirts um i think it's a mixture okay i think it's a mixture of two things on one end just putting a little bit more effort into like let me spend 20 30 minutes just to see like what goes the best with yeah. this thing out of what i have in my closet and then also just taking more risks and like yeah. not caring so much about what people think about the fashion. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's when I've found like my coolest fits. When I was like, you know what, this may not work, but I'm gonna go for it. And lo and behold, yeah. Yeah. One more thing. Okay. So huh, it might seem like a little self-serving, but I like when I get praise mm-hmm. or validation that I didn't seek out. Okay. Right. Okay. So for instance, you're on Instagram, we're all on social media. Yeah, yeah. And you're supposed to be your biggest cheerleader. Like if no one's yelling your accomplishments, then who else will? Yeah. When someone posts something, it's like, I've done this incredible thing or I've gotten this incredible opportunity, you know you're gonna get a bunch of comments about like, oh my God, that was so great. I yeah, can't yeah. wait. You're amazing, you're great. Uh-huh. And it feels great, but it's almost to some extent like you sought it out in a yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so whenever I get those kind of moments where maybe it's like, I haven't posted for a couple months, or I'm not in the midst of a cycle where I'm actually releasing any music. And I get a text or a DM and an email. And it's like, you know what, this really meant a lot to me. And this thing that you put out into the world affected me this way. And I'm not broadcasting it. Nobody knows about the conversation except for me and that person. Like those moments make me feel like the shit because it's just so organic
0: yeah that's amazing it's reminded me of um I was up at Edinburgh Fringe Festival doing a play recently and um this girl came up I was in an Indian restaurant and Mm -hmm. um I was waiting for my food and this girl came up to me and she was like are you Caitlin Orion and we were in Edinburgh so I was like okay maybe and she was American I think um and she was like and and yeah so I was kind of like well you know this is outlander territory like maybe it's for that. I don't I don't mm-hmm. get recognized often. And she was like, I just want to say that like I've been listening to your podcast and it's amazing and oh. I was literally like that meant more to me than anything else because this is something that me and Aunt have like created for ourselves with yes. nothing else and like you know, it just that felt so special, you know, I think Exactly what you're saying, really. When it's not, because yeah. you know, I'll I'll post a reel on Instagram of, of the podcast, and people are like it's great, blah blah blah. But it means different right, when right. you've not gone out and looked for it, you know.
1: And especially in a situation like you just mentioned, you're yeah. actually assuming, like, or anticipating what you thought she was going to say. You're like, oh my gosh, must be a fan of the show. Like, here we go yeah, again. Yeah. And then it was like your creation that she brought mm. up, and it's just, oh, that is that's dope.
0: Yeah. It was funny because I just released an episode that day and I think she'd been listening to that one on the journey to Edinburgh. Okay. And she said that she'd like listened to all of them. And then she came to see the play that I was in the next day. It was really, really lovely. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so cool. It's so cool. Oh,
1: well, she has a good taste. So, you yeah. <laughs> know, <And>, uh, <laughs> great taste in podcasts.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay. Something that makes you lose your shit in a positive and a negative way.
1: Mm. Going to a really good concert. I feel like this like I'm being so music centric, it's just like the nah, thing I love the most.
0: I think that's even for people who aren't musicians. Going to a concert, there's something about being in that environment when it right. like, pops off. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: there's like so many elements to it, right? So first, yeah. I'm just seeing somebody do what they love, and in a lot of cases, like yeah. what they devoted their life to, yeah. and then I am then looking at it. I'm like, oh my god, this is. This is real. Like this is mm. something that could potentially happen. You're looking around at the crowd and everything like that. Yeah. So it's twofold. Like I'm enjoying it from an entertainment perspective. Mm. And then I'm enjoying it from just like uh, a hopeful perspective of like my career yeah. to hopefully be in a capacity like that. Um, and then like I'll always like quasi-feel like shit afterwards because I'll now have no voice. I'll be like yeah. on a high after the concert, like but also, probably like, really jealous. Hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. not so much, not so much jealousy. You know what? The jealousy only kicks in if I'm at like an awful concert yeah. of like, an, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. marketing scheme, like got all these people here. Like, how is this happening? Oh my God. Um, but yeah, mm. no, jealousy doesn't creep in. It's just, um, yeah, it's a really, a really good concert. It's just like you yeah. four. So what's it. like the
0: best concert that you've been to? Can you think of
1: one? Mm. Okay. there. Okay. There's two that are tied for two. So I'm... Mm. <laughs> this might be my type A thing, but things I care about—they're always in like lists, right? So I always have like certain things. If you're like, "Who are your five favorite basketball players?" You know, like, I could just hit it right off yeah, the top. Yeah, yeah. So the two best concerts I've ever been to—I mm-hmm. um, saw J. Cole back in 2014 when he released mm-hmm. his 2014 Forest Hills Drive show, and it was just like he didn't have his band on stage; there were like no backup dancers. It was just like him wow. and the crowd, and I had never seen somebody have so much command over Mm. that many people with like not just how great the music was but like the inflection in his voice and his breath control like his performance Mm. it's probably so much better now but I was in awe and rap a lot of times rap concerts have a bad rap for no pun intended um (laughs) (laughs) for just being like low quality in terms of like Mm. the audio or the performance or like people not really caring but that show was phenomenal um and then uh maybe around that same time I saw Haim uh, I don't know if you love, love yeah. Heim. yeah, yeah, yeah. love so Haim I saw them like before they really blew up there's this venue in New York called Terminal 5 mm. um definitely fits over a thousand people but it's smaller compared to like the arenas yeah, yeah. and they just kicked wow. ass and like you could see the chemistry that they had, just being sisters and like it was it was amazing. Like That's I love so cool. I've probably seen them five times since. Like anytime they come into town, I'm like, I'm going to see Hive. I just love those yeah, girls. They are great. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Any like good shows recently or concerts or I
0: saw um Kendrick Lamar in Primavera and that was like Hello. insane. Literally kind of what you were just saying, it was just him on stage with some like um with yeah. these dancers, but like, oh my god, it was it was unreal.
1: Was so, this recent?
0: Yeah, this was June? June.
1: Is Primavera a venue or a festival?
0: It's in, it's a festival in Spain.
1: Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Talk about like a great like backdrop to see Kendrick Lamar too. Oh my so gosh. Like, oh, this is Spain. Yeah.
0: But watching that, I was just like, his command over like language and like an audience and a crowd was just wild. Um, He's a gem. But kind of what you were saying before about when you when you go to a concert, it's it's kind mm-hmm. of multi-leveled for you because it's something yeah. that you're really interested in and it's like you're apprecii- appreciating it in a different point of view. Like I right. went to see um, Hamilton in okay. like, December in London. And honestly, mm. I had that moment where because it's like something that I want to do, I was like watching these people at like the top of their game. Yes. Like and being so inspired by them but at the same time just thinking god this is you know something that I really want to do and like mm. not not jealous but just like inspired and like admiring and also like how do I how do I do that thing like it's, it's yes. such a strange thing and then I was ah, so- stood gave a standing ovation at the end and I was sobbing like I was like hysterically crying to the point where the right. guy who played Hamilton looked me in the eyes and like did a yeah. sad face at how much I was crying Um, oh my
1: gosh (laughs) so that just like brought it to a whole other level i know literally literally Uh, you know this goes this goes back like a little ways but big sean used to have this thing on youtube right Mm. where he would kind of do these like motivational videos or whatever the case would but one time he was talking about something and he's like if you see something and someone else has done it that thing is real like you might not know how to get it or you might not know how to do it but it's real it's like so he would talk about it's achievable so you talk about being in high school and him being broke and these artists coming to detroit like kanye and these massive artists and Mm jay-z and he's like okay i'm nowhere near where this person is but i could get there potentially if i just do certain things because they're a human being i'm a human being like we all for the most part have the same tools to some capacity so it's just um yeah i mean it's easier said than done but yeah. it's like if you sound sounds so cheesy it's like if you can see it you can believe it but it's, it's real <laughs> no, it's, like it's so that's real. a
0: nicer thing than just being like envious of the people who are doing it like
1: <laughs> yes, see, yes, see yes. it more as
0: like an approval of the fact that it is achievable you know
1: right that's probably the most draining thing about the artist community mm. is that being around people that maybe aren't as successful yeah. as they want to be at this stage they'll just always try to poke holes in anyone's success it's yeah, like oh yeah. well this person's dad is this person or this person had this amount of money or they had Mm -hmm. this opportunity I'm like when it comes down to it we all have privilege in some capacity right like there's artists who have made it that had three kids and like had to work a gig and I -hmm. I don't have children so I have so much more free time it's like you can find not saying that you know having kids is like a terrible thing but you can always (laughs) find your own privilege in anything so it's like just find what you're. Privileges and try to mm. lean into it and like figure it out instead of wasting so much energy just breaking somebody else's success down. I yeah, don't know.
0: for sure, for sure. Um, okay, something that makes you lose your shit in a negative way.
1: Mm. All right, lose your shit is probably like too strong of a word, mm-hmm. but something that makes me very, very sad is when um, when you grow apart from someone who you were once really close with, mm. and it's just like a gradual thing. Right. And then one day you look up, and that's probably the part that makes you lose your shit. It's like we used to be so close and nothing happened. It's just we used to talk yeah. every day and then once a week and then once a month yeah. and then on holidays and then a couple times a year. And then when you do speak, that magic is just gone. So, yeah. like, whether it's like families or loved ones, and almost exclusively in situations where no one's done anything wrong, it's like, okay, how do we fix this? Yeah. But there's nothing to fix because you probably just grew apart as people yeah. um I don't know that just I think about that a lot like yeah and not knowing the moment when it happened right like there probably isn't a single moment but it's like I was once so close with this person is there something maybe we could have done differently or maybe if mm-hmm. I said yes to this trip or if we like decide to live in the same city like would our relationship look totally different I just uh yeah I'm not a fan of that
0: yeah that's such a good one because I think so many people experience that and I find it Living in a city, like because uh-huh. I came from like Oldham, like a town up up north. Um, and when you move to a city, like, your life just starts to look so different from the people right. you're friends with at school. And then you realize that you kind of have less in common or, you know, yeah. the age that I'm at now with people approaching 30, like yep. they're in a long term relationship and that's their priority. And then if you're single <laughs> and you're 28 and like right. you, you therefore are not your best friend's priority anymore because their, their life is starting to look slightly different and it's these little losses that you just kind of have to keep dealing with
1: throughout your life yes yes and you know what it is it doesn't even have to be the amount of time that you speak with them because I have some people in my life where I can speak with them once a year literally and it's like we haven't missed a beat so it's like I know the connection is still there even though we don't speak often but conversely sometimes the people that you know the connection isn't there you can try to revive it and it's like this is just like there's no spark here it's it's over
0: you just gotta let it go.
1: Just gotta, Sucks. just gotta let it go. It's hard, Keelan. It's <laughs> it tough. Is. It's...
0: A moment that you found some shit out about yourself.
1: Hmm. Um. Oh, this is going way back. So, mm-hmm. uh, when I was 22, mm. I was just a young, young pup yeah. in college. <laughs> Um so I told you that my family like was very academic, right? Yeah. So all the time that I was in college, I was basically taking science classes with the expectation of, you know, to become a dentist one day. Yeah. And um my older sister's actually a physician, she got me into this like medical program for aspiring dentists. Like I was wow. really deep in the weeds. I was yeah. deep in the weeds. <laughs> and I remember um I was going into my senior year of college mm. and instead of telling my mom like, "Hey, you know what? I don't want to be a dentist." I think I want to be a musician. I'm going to start leaning into this direction. I was like, I want to be a lawyer. So I'm just like <laughs> kicking it down.
0: Like, yes. Okay. <laughs> Slightly less uh, disappointing.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I, I, in my mind, I was just like, okay, what's something I could do that I would just hate less? <laughs> I'm not going to love this. I would just hate it oh less. Oh my God. Um, so in order to do that, I had to change my major and I... <laughs> So I changed my major and I promised my family, I was like, listen, I'm still going to graduate on time. Everything's going to like be according to plan. And fast forward, I did not graduate on time. So I had to go back for my fifth year. So just like building the backstory of Mm -hmm. the potential disappointment for the family and everything. (laughs) So I show up to campus and I had this thing, I had this grant money, right? Where basically if I kept my GPA or Mm -hmm. like my grade point average above a certain mark, I would get... A stipend, for lack of a better term, okay. which would cover food, which would cover expenses, and at the end of every year, I always had surplus. So it basically just covered me all throughout school mm. and a very like cushy college existence. I didn't have to worry for much. And I show up on the first day, and they're like, "Yeah, so this grant was for four years. This wasn't a five-year grant. Oh, so yeah. you don't have this money." And I was like, "Okay." I was like, "Cool." I'm like, "I have no issue with like hard work. Let yeah. me find a job on campus." School had already started. There were just, like, no available jobs on campus, right? And it was like, cool, you know what? I've worked all summer, so I have money saved up. But my girlfriend, who is now my ex, at the time, she graduated before me, and I decided it would be a smart idea to, like, spend a couple weekends with her. So all the money that I had saved over the summer Spent towards that, I'm like, oh, I got grant money coming in. Yeah, yeah. Um, So for the first time in my life, I was like, I am flat broke. Like I have no money for food or anything. Mm. And I came from my family wasn't well off, but it was Mm. definitely like middle class. Like I never grew up wanting for anything. Mm. So if I called my parents and I was like, hey, I just need a couple hundred or a couple thousand dollars to get me by for the next couple months. They would have been fine. But at that point I had disappointed them so gravely oh that I was like, you know what? I'm not going to ask anyone for anything. Uh-huh. I'm just going to grind it out. Um, there was one time my mom like came to visit me and she thought I was like lying about being sick. Cause had like lost so much weight and there was no food in my apartment. No. And I was like, no, I'm fine. Like I just, it, I was so prideful. I was just like a dumb yeah, 22 yeah. year old, but I would never want to go back to that time. Mm. But it taught me that, like, if my back is against the wall, I could survive, right? Because so what would
0: like, you I'm... do if you couldn't get a job? Okay, so I couldn't get
1: a job. Um, I didn't have a car, and, like, this wasn't a very city-type area, so mm. it's not, like I could walk to jobs and stuff. So I never did anything outright illegal, right? I would just kind of <laughs> do, like, a little, like, sneaky-type thing, so... I had been going to the school for four years. Uh So I knew a lot of the people that worked in the school's cafeteria, right? So Mm -hmm. a lot of the times I would like see the employees and you're supposed to walk through like a certain door where you either have to pay or swipe a card. And I would just walk through like another door (laughs) and they would just kind of give me like a little Mm. wink and let me do my thing. But I never want to mess up anybody else's situation. So there'd be times where I would like walk and I'd be like, oh, that person's manager is clearly standing right behind them. And if I just like walk into this cafeteria without yeah, them charging me, I'm going to ruin like their situation. Yeah. So I would turn away and I'd be like, okay, it's uh 3 p.m. And I haven't eaten yet today. Oh my gosh. Um, There's a friend of mine, his name's Kevin. He really, uh, it was the second semester of that year and he somehow just caught wind. Like I didn't bring it up to him. He just kind of started piecing certain things together. And he was like, yeah, he's like, this isn't going to happen anymore. He like really looked out for me. Amazing. Um, So yeah, he helped me like, sustain and then all like I'm still a hustler so I found ways to like make money online and to do certain things but that year was not easy that was tough yeah yeah but I love to tell I love to tell the story so I know yeah yeah I hope to never be in that situation again but I could do it if I had to
0: yeah okay shittest piece of advice you received
1: kind of like the play it safe or Mm. like do something that's secure kind of advice because It sounds corny, but like, we only live once. Yeah, YOLO. So you should do YOLO. So you should do exactly (laughs) what it is that you want to do, right? And I don't know. Like, I understand where my parents are coming from. So I was Mm. born in Brooklyn, but Mm. my parents are actually from Haiti. So they weren't born in the States. They Mm -hmm. came to America when they were like 18, 19 years old. So it's like, all right, you don't speak the language and you don't have any connections in this new land. You're going to find the most secure jobs possible Mm -hmm. to make sure that you can provide for your family, which they did. So then you have kids and it's like, what kind of advice am I going to give my children? Like, I'm not going to give them advice to chase your dreams when you don't have a safety net. It's like, do what you have to do and like do something that's sustainable and just take it from there. Um, But the the reason why I think that is such shitty advice, right, is because guess what? If I like started doing music when I was five, right, I'm not saying I would have been Jay-Z or Drake or like Taylor Swift or, you know, the biggest act in the world. But entrenching myself yeah. in that world for so long, maybe I would have been great at audio engineering, right? And, like I own a studio, and like yeah, I can yeah. do sessions for other artists. and maybe it's not the exact thing that I want to do, mm-hmm. but I could still sustain a life in that world. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just um sometimes I feel like people think things are feast or famine, right? like even yeah. in even in acting, right? Some people you know probably are wildly successful. Yeah, and then you know some people who are play actors and they make a living doing that and they, like, mm. love it. And yeah. they, they're doing like what like they love. It's
0: like minimum wage. It's like there's such disparity between how much people earn
1: in these careers. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's why I always think that the real thing that you should say if you're trying to come from a conservative standpoint mm. is just live below your means, right? Like, if you make $30,000 a year, don't have a $50,000 a year lifestyle. <laughs> like, yes. as long as you live below your means you can do what you want and mm. not have to like trade it in for something that's more i don't know suitable or whatever the case yeah, is yeah, yeah
0: yeah and compromise basically compromise. no yeah. compromise no no yes okay shit you wish you'd known sooner
1: i wish i knew life was a cumulative effect okay. like all right so what i mean by that is there's been so many times where i haven't done something because i was worried about how long it was going to take mm. right so when i was in my early 20s i really wanted to learn how to play the piano and I wanted to learn how to play the guitar. I still do. Still plan on doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, you know what? I mean, that's something people start learning when they're like five or six years old. Yeah. And by the time they're my age, they're so well-versed. in. I'm like, it's just it's just too late for me to do that. I don't have the time. But if I would have just practiced like once a week <laughs> yeah. from that time period... By now, I'd be proficient if in you the guitar. That's your 100 goals. Be- <laughs> exactly, exactly, yes. For next year, that's on the list. That's on the list of the 100 gold dragon. Mm-hmm. But it's just, um, I feel like that could be related to so many things oh gosh, in life, yeah. right? Um, I think I said earlier. So, my, my older sister was a doctor. And I remember when she was doing it, people were like, oh my God. So, you have to go to school for four years. Then you have to go to medical school for another four years. And then you have to go to like residency for another two to four years. Like that's so much time. And it's like, yes. But if it's something you want to do, the time is going to pass yeah.
0: anyway. Yeah.
1: So it's like, just do it. And over time, it just like builds and it builds and it builds. Yeah. And then you turn back and it's like, oh, yeah, that just all added up. Yeah. to where am I now? And
0: I think when you think of girls like that and, and you put them in the distance, it feels like such a mountain to get there. But actually, yep. like what you're saying is you're actually just doing a day at a time. And if you just focus on that, like... Even if it's becoming a doctor or like learning the piano, if you just take it a day at a time, you just will get better slowly. Of
1: and once again, I never like, I don't know, I hate talking in cliches, but life is just really made up of simple truths, right? Like that really is all it is. It's like, yeah, take it a day. Like it's something we've heard a million times, mm. but this stupid little 100 day goal tracker thing <laughs> is making me realize like, oh, no, 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 yeah. it really is just like a day at a time. Mm. And if you screw up one day, like you don't screw up a life. Yeah. But if you have a goal, six months or a year in the future you might feel like oh my god i messed up today like this thing that's so far off is now unattainable it's like it's not like you'll just pick back up tomorrow
0: yeah i love that okay before the podcast we asked you to think of a shit shot that is a photo that might be on instagram or in the media that to the outside eye looks like you have your shit together but in Mm -hmm. actuality you did not
1: all right, so let me really quickly show you what the shish shot is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, so I don't know if you could see it. so
0: It's you, but loads of It's you. me. Look at
1: me. It's <laughs> a lot of me. It's a lot of me. So do either of you use Spotify? Yes. Okay, so you know how they have like the Spotify wrapped. Like at the end of the year, it shows you everything that you listen to and how much you listen to them. So yeah. when you are an artist on Spotify, it shows you your personal stats for uh-huh. the year. So in 2019... I remember my goal was to have over 100,000 streams for my catalog and like do it organically. I'd never done that before. And that year I had over 200,000 streams, right? So I was just like really feeling myself. I posted it. It's kind of what we said earlier. Like I knew I was going to get all the love and everyone's like, oh my God, you did it. This, that, and the third. Uh But I was reeling. And I was probably in like the worst place of my life. But 2019 was like, (laughs) some good days a lot of bad days so I already brought up the summer thing earlier and like Mm. I was outside Outside, way too much um that year my goal for the year was to release a song and a video Mm. every single month right so and I didn't have a batch of songs I got 12 songs ready to go I was like we're gonna get this going I was like you're gonna write a new song every single month because if you want to work in this industry you have to like I Have the muscle to write on demand, um, and then I was like, all right, social media people engage with video content a ton, so I'm like, you got to have the video along with it. And I was just working at a breakneck speed. I was just like running myself into the ground. Oh my God. I was always tired. I was always broke because once again, I was outside <laughs> just running around. I'm dating. I'm going out every night. I'm spending a ton of money. Um, I'm also like spending a ton of money on like production and different music stuff and just. Mm. Like there were months where I was like, how am I going to make rent? I'm like, we'll figure it out later. Like we have to just write the song and get this done. Um, I mentioned that I hadn't totally coped with like the breakup that I'd gone through. So I was just like kind of doing that to push the pain to the side. So from the outside looking in, I was like, damn, this kid said he was going to do something and he did it. Mm. And on paper, he had his most successful year to date. And I was um, like I was a wreck. I was just in such a bad place. Yeah.
0: It's like burning the candle at both ends, right? Like. Yes,
1: but like end. both ends. And then there's like also a flame in the middle. <laughs>
0: just just setting yourself on fire, basically, for this. <laughs> oh, just setting myself <laughs> yeah, on yeah. fire.
1: Oh my God. I remember that December, like when I put out the last song and the last video. And I just like felt like a marathon runner who like runs across collapses. <laughs> yeah that was a lot it was a lot chaos yeah yeah Yeah. it it was fun and once again it's one of those things too where it's like now I know I can do it if Mm. need be like if I have to go back to that I can it's not a sustainable model but like it is something I could do if I had to yeah 2019 that was a tough one
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay so A. Charles yes have you got your shit together
1: according to the tracker day 16 Yes. It's looking good. But my life is more than 16 days. So, so <laughs> I'd say overall no. Mm. Um, but that's like it's like the pursuit, right? Like yeah. it wouldn't be fun if I woke up every day and it's like, "Oh my god, everything is just set. Like yeah. my life is where it needs to be. There's mm. nothing else that I have to do or like try to like no holes I have to patch in." So, like my shit is way more together now than it has uh. been at any other point in my life, but I still don't think I have my shit together.
0: Okay. That's good. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was so wonderful. Enjoyed so much.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. This podcast is produced by Ant Hickman. The artwork is produced by Tim Saunders, and the photography is by Patch Bell. A massive thank you to Cassia for letting us use their song slow. See you on the next episode of Have You Got Your Shit Together. Now and then I'm just a little bit low I always try to lose my mind in a conversation with you